What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wealth is not a function of circumstance. It is not a function of condition. It is not a function of race, of gender, who your parents are, which side of the tracks you were born, how the cards were dealt. But wealth is a function of choice, and it is a function of discipline, and it is a function of decision, and it is a function of innovation, faith, and creativity. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier Miller, and I'm back with my co-host, DK. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? I know I was I was gone last episode, but I'm back. I'm back and I'm better. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm just playing. Stop playing. I'm Stop glad playing. to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So how, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> Why you sound scripted? <laughs> he sounds scripted. This ain't no interviews. I yeah. ain't scripted. You good? How you feeling? That's really how I feel. I feel great. Wonderful. You feel great? Mm. I'm glad to hear that. Same here. Same here. You know, we just got... We got done seeing this brutal injury and this thunder and this thunderburst Minnesota game. Even though this is this this, this is just random talk right now, but yeah, it was just brutal injury. But you look like you don't care because you rooting for LeBron, <laughs> yeah. right? You know that's why I root. But you know I, I like the Thunder because it was rest yeah, rest book. But you know I'm team Lakers right now. They're gonna say playoffs. You know they ain't going to the playoffs. Lakers ain't going to the playoffs? I thought you told me they wasn't going to the playoffs. What did I say that? You said because LeBron missed too many games and they lost too much. Man, if I... No, I said they going they gonna to fuck around and miss the playoffs. Oh, I thought you said they was already out. I have no. already... I, I grieved about <laughs> you already it already. Let, you already let it go down. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I already had to set in my mind. We wasn't watching the playoffs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's, like what? I never told you that. Oh, I never told you. My that. bad. My bad. Well, rewind. You know, I'm rooting for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, man. We going But uh, to get right into it today, I got something very, very what? I got something very, very important that I feel needs to discuss, and it's gonna be very informational. So people at home that's listening, or if you're in the gym or whatever. Take notes or take your mental notes because this is gonna be a this is gonna be a, a, a big podcast for the, for you guys are listening. So today's today's topic is rich or poor, and and the the, the decision is yours. Being wealthy or being poor is a choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the beginning of the segment, the beginning of the podcast, the voice you heard that was Doctor Dennis Kimbrough. He's the, he's the, he's the author of uh, the wealth choice and uh, think and grow rich. The uh, yep, think and grow rich, the uh, black choice. I'm forgetting the name of the damn book, but he's the author, and that was the guy you guys heard speaking in the beginning. And the reason that uh, that I know I wanted to have this this uh, t- this discussion, Deanna, she didn't even know. I just this was I hit her up rarely. It was because earlier today I was talking to this guy. He's a little older than me. He's probably about 29. And he was like, he was like, he, I don't say he was complaining, but he's like, man, I can't do this. I'm broke. I'm broke. I ain't got no blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, so I'm, 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 I'm talking about, I'm talking to him about his situation. I'm like, so how much, like, how much, like, how much you making? So I'm like, all right, he making about, 
he wasn't making a lot, but he wasn't making like bad. It's probably like average for the average like family in America. You say he's making like fifty. So I'm like, he's telling me how broke he is. I'm just thinking like, man, I'm thinking like in my head, I'm thinking like, you just need to make more money. But so then he keep talking. I'm not investigating why he broke. I'm just letting him keep keep talking. So he talking and he like, yeah, man, I did, I did this, like I did that. I went to this concert. We went out. We was kicking it. We was turned up. Blah, 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 on and on. And I'm thinking like, well, the the wait, like, 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 I'm really like mind blowing when I'm, 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 cause I'm just looking at him like, like, dog, do you not hear what you was telling me? And like, you just found the answer and the problem at the same time, just talking like, yo, you broke cause you fucking wildin'. You doing all this extra shit that you can easily fix your problem if you just stop doing this extra shit, extra shit. So when I had, when that conversation happened, I immediately, I immediately text you and I was like, yo, we doing a podcast tonight. And you like, oh, about what? And I'm like, this is, this going to be about rich or poor choices. The choice is yours. And so here we are right now having a conversation. <laughs> just, just, uh, I feel like this is a, uh, uh, probably the most important podcast we didn't have. I feel like this will be one of them. What you think? I think so too. Once I see what we discussed, <laughs> no, like you, you said, I'm in this podcast blind. I ain't. You will, yeah. You ain't. I know you ain't got no notes or nothing, but I, I know you'll be able to freestyle and, and and pick up pick up on what I'm saying quick. But the main thing is, being poor is a choice, and being rich is a choice. The choice is yours. It's, it's not. It's uh. It's based on your decisions and your actions. Like, the real thing is, money is easy. Money is easy. Get, like, it's, it's, it's simple things you do. You get the money. You spend less than what you make. You invest a little bit here, you or a lot, if you really want to have it. And that's really it. It's simple. It's not some magic formula or some, like, absurd, like, trick to this shit having money is like super easy the hard part is just the actions mm-hmm. you following up that mindset and knowing what to do you having your actions follow up with that and a million people they struggle with with having a like the people like i feel like people know what to do like I said, there's no magic formula. People know what to do with their money. We living in an era right now where information is everywhere. You can easily research. All right, man, how do I handle my money? How do I manage my money? I'm getting. Exactly. But I feel like people just people intellectually lazy because motherfuckers research anything else. People got something to say about everything else in the world, but when it comes to they situation and why they ain't got money, then all of a sudden you clueless. Like I can have a conversation. If anybody tell me, if anybody tell me they broke right now and we have a conversation, I can find out within the first five minutes why they broke. It's all it's all on your habits. Like in America, what I learned is, and I tweeted this the other day. The problem is the problem is not the, it's not an income problem. It's an education problem. People need to be knowledgeable on money and what to do with it. Like, if you, if you want to become rich and you want to become wealthy, 
the first thing you got to do is make a conscious decision. Obviously, I want to be rich and I want to be wealthy. And then you got to go into the study mode. I mean, for the past, for I could say at least for the past year, I've been studying. I've been studying wealthy people, and I when I say studying, I don't mean study like, like just watching them and uh, like what they do for a living. What I mean, study. I mean like study their mindset, how they think about money, how they like how, how, what they do with money when they get it, how like uh, this is how they feel generally, how they feel about money, mm-hmm. and with anything else, if you want to become a basketball player, if you want to become a damn a football player, if you want to become anything, the average person, the first thing you're going to do is do what? You're going to study it. Yep. If you want to become a basketball player, you're going to study Kobe Bryant. You're going to study Michael Jordan. You're going right. to study LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, I see you talking about LeBron. <laughs> he should have been first. I, no, 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 he should have been first because, but I ain't say him first. Let me just put this out there. I ain't say him first because Kobe and Michael, and Michael are more skilled. LeBron is just physically... He just what? he just a physical monster. He a physical. What? They more skilled. What are you saying? What they more skilled? Skilled. So they like, more skilled than LeBron James. Yes. We ain't gonna dive into this conversation. <laughs> no, they look, bro. They skilled. LeBron is LeBron is the best. You know you know that. In my opinion, he LeBron is. is LeBron is the best player of all time. But that's a different conversation. I'm saying everybody everybody just can't be six eight and just be big as hell and just muscling people. But I'm saying I said Kobe and Jordan because. They skill. They got. A, they got footwork. You know what I'm saying? They got footwork. They got. You watch them play. It's like an art to it. You watch LeBron play. It's just like bully ball. Everybody can't do that. But you could jab step. You could pump fake. You could be an architect around the rim. That's why I named Kobe and Michael Jordan. But LeBron is still the goat. Well, that's why I named Kobe and Michael. <laughs> you, you, we see, still work on my basketball <laughs> etiquette. You're right. You're going you, too far for you, me. Well, what, you, what you got to say so far? Though? But um. I agree with everything you're saying. Like, pretty much, like, whether you're going to be poor or wealthy is definitely a choice. And I hate to hear people make excuses. Like, that's just the circumstances I was born into. That but, is. Not to cut you off. You keep going. But, you know, like, if you're born into a poor family, odds yeah. are you're going to be poor. But that's not an excuse because many people make it out of those situations. Yeah. And it all comes with... Like you said, making that decision, that conscious decision that I don't want to be poor no more. I don't exactly. want, I want to have a wealthy lifestyle going forward. Exactly. And um, all of us, we have the ability to achieve wealth. Like we all are able to do it, but it just all comes down to the decision the you decision. make at the end of the day. Exactly. That's, that's a great point. And to piggyback off what you said, uh, being, let's just make this clear. Being born poor is not a choice, but staying poor is a choice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you when you become to an age where you understand things, and especially as an adult, and you continue on those same bad habits that whoever before you did, and you just continue on that cycle, that is an act of choice. You, you don't have to stay that way, but you're choosing to stay poor, having a poor mindset. Poor and wealth. I always say it presents itself in a in a in a in a in a mental form before the physical. Exactly. So if you poor, that means you have a poor mindset. Exactly. And, and if you continue and, to stay poor. Exactly, you're gonna continue to stay poor. Now there are people that are, that's not wealthy yet, but they have a rich mindset. So that means that money is just gonna naturally 
follow and attract yourself in a physical form. And like, that um that goes hand in hand with our whole purpose of millionaire mindsets. We're mm-hmm. promoting having a rich mindset, a wealthy mindset, wanting to have the mindset of a millionaire because even though it might be here today in the physical, we have it in the mental. So the longer you have a mindset like this and you envision this and you constantly see yourself being this way, eventually it will come into fruition. Facts. And we all we are all products of our actions. Uh, all our actions we committed in the past, they led us to where we are right now. So it's the same concept with money. All the things you do with money, when you get it, and where you are in the present day, that's where, you know what I'm saying, that's where it led you to. So what you have to do is, for every, everybody listening, you got to make smart decisions with your money. And I'm not just going to make, like, uh, blanket statements. I'm We're going to actually provide things that you can do, examples, etc. But before that, I just want to stress that you have to make, if you really want to be wealthy, you have to make smart decisions with your money. At the end of the day, period. And what our and this is we gonna keep it real tonight. Most people, most people don't like money. You looking like I'm gonna I'm explain what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most people do not like money, and, I, and I'm gonna tell you why. Everybody say, "Oh, I love money. I love money." Everybody say that. Everybody say they want money. Everybody say they love money. But what is what do most what do what's the first thing most people do when they get it? Give it away. Mm-hmm. So how the how the hell you love something, and you give it away every time you get it? Yep. And if you loved it, you if you loved it, you gonna you gonna savor it. You gonna do everything in your power to keep it, keep it around you, or build more of it. Because that's the whole that's the the whole purpose. This is another gem that we are gonna get into tonight. The whole purpose of money is to build on top of it. Money is not meant to be spent on things that you just want. Money is meant to be fertile, not sterile. That's why it's called that's why it's called capital. I always say that. Money is meant to be fertile, not sterile. That's why it's called capital. That's why recently when I'm referring to money in our conversations recently, I I never really say money anymore. I always say capital because I'm trying to put in my subconscious mind that Money is meant to be built at all. It's not meant to be frivolous. It's not meant to be spent frivolously on bull. On on bull, it's meant to be built on. So that's why I always say capital, capital, capital. Because mm-hmm. capital means having your money and producing more of it. You know what I'm saying? You supposed to buy. It's a, it's like a science to it, but it's still it's it's it's, a, it's simple. You supposed to buy things when you build assets. If you don't have no assets. You're not supposed to be buying anything. No, you want your assets to buy. You want your assets to buy. You want the ad. You want the assets to buy those things. You want those things where you want. You want those things. Those assets you got that you ain't putting no physical labor in. If you just chilling right now, you just chilling at home. Like right now, we chilling doing this podcast, and the assets we got, they still they still working for us right now. Mm-hmm. Twenty four hours a day. That's what yeah. you want to do. Then that's why I want people to understand. Money is not meant to just be spent. And and when you get it, you just throw it away. You know what I'm saying? When you get some money, you just uh go buy some Gucci. Which Gucci is cool. I ain't got nothing against Gucci. But if you ain't got those assets first, you ain't supposed to be buying no Gucci. Mm-hmm. Period. You got to go rack up them assets. 
and, and then you go out, all right, I'm gonna go get some Gucci today, because you know, whatever you do, whether you sitting on your sitting on your butt all day, you still got money coming in. Yep. And trust me, it's a different feeling when you wake up in the morning and you see your assets have grown overnight compared to just getting that check on getting the first. It's a it's a way it's a way it's a way different feeling. Trust me, I, I, it's a way it's a way 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 different feeling, but. I just want to say that real quick. That your money is is supposed to be meant to make more money for you. It's not the money is not meant to just spend it any kind of way. We say roller, is it real? It's not. But, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to clear that up real quick for all those that's listening right now. But what's up? We good? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Let's make it. Sure. Yeah, like because. To be honest with everybody, I would say about two to three years ago, how old was I, like 19, 1920? 19, 19, yeah. I probably had less than $1,500 in my bank account just on the regular. That was that was savings to me. That was like, all right, I'm good for a rainy day. In the moment, I like switched up my mindset and started thinking like I need to build assets up. I need to invest. I need to save my money. Instead of going out and spending it every weekend with my friends, my network like like went flying up, and it, it's so easy. Like you just gotta make the decision to um, change the circumstances. Yep, and it's just it's just I mean it's it's like I keep saying it's simple. Like think it like the, the the most simplest way that I could put it that I know people can understand is money is all about doubling. It's a doubling game. Whatever you got, you want to double it. So just put it like this. If you got $1,000, you 10 doubles away from a million. Think about that. You got 1,000, you 10 away from a million. 1,000 is 2,000. 2, 4. 4 is 8. 8 is 16. 16 13. 13 is 64. 64 is 128. 20, 128, 256. Uh, 256, 5, 5.52. 5.52. <laughs> That's 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 over a million the next time. That's ten doubles. So when you put it, cause sometimes you gotta put thing, you gotta put things in, in, in simple terms. You only ten doubles away from making a million. So if you could double one thousand to two thousand, you definitely could. Like I said, double two to four, four to eight. Next thing you know, you got fifty. If you got fifty, you could easily double to a hundred. So that's the game that in your head you gotta be playing. Cause at the end of the day, money is. It's 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 a science, but it's a game too. It's just it's it's just keeping scoreboard. Your money is you just keeping scoreboard with things with, with what you're doing in life. And when you make when you make mental note of that, you can actually play the game. But before you get to playing it, you gotta study and actually understand the game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, they not they're not really good with money because they don't understand the game. And a lot of people driven by their emotions rather than yeah. their logic. So they find themselves constantly feeding into their feelings. So, for example, like, if you're feeling sad, what's the first thing girls say? Retail therapy. Goes to the store. <laughs> buy X, Y, and Z. It's going right. to make me feel better. To be honest, ladies, it does not make you feel better. I've tried it. It's temporary relief and you still feel the way you feel. But that's one example. Happiness. You're feeling good. You got some money in your bank. What do you do? You go to the store. You go spend it. Um, 
you feeling you know gratitude what do you do you give back to people it's it's a constant play on your emotions and if you mm-hmm. don't have your emotions in check you can't manage your money correctly and let's be honest a lot of us we spend reckless we, recklessly because we're trying to make up for pain that we have in the inside mm-hmm. so, uh, something that's missing so when we get some money, we want to go spend it because it, it provides you that temporary good feeling. Yeah. It makes you like, you know how it is when you go shopping. You like, you you walking around, you feeling good. good. That music on the stereo, you got money, you spending it. So it makes you feel good. But when you get home and you lay all that stuff out or a couple days later, you like, why even buy this? But it's that feeling that you get because you're trying to make up for that pain. And once you realize that it's no material thing, that can get that pain up out of you. The only way you can get that pain out of out of you is dealing it with yourself head on, exactly. doing a deep dive into like, okay, like what's going on? Why why I feel this way? Then when you address that, you don't have that need to go spend money to make you feel good anymore. Hey, it start feeling good that you saving money. Exactly. You start feeling like, man, I feel real good. I didn't say I didn't say this and that over the past two weeks. That's what start making you feeling good instead of going out to spend. You start feeling good about investing your money. Like, man, I've been spending a couple thousand dollars into the stock market. Man, I feel good. My money's still there. Those things start to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And I don't, um, like how you say you got to dig deep. Mm-hmm. And I did a deep um, deep dive trying to figure out what my problem was. And it took me back to, like, being a teenager and all that. And yeah. when I first became conscious of money, I started seeing, like, my mom fall on hard times. And in my head, I'm like, all right we don't have money like that so you know it it starts a kind of a cycle you start doing more and more to mask it to cover it up so i knew i would be having money problems at home but the money i started making for my job instantly i took this money and bought new shoes and clothes to subconsciously mask mask that um that pain i felt from not you know having it the way i thought we should have it Mm -hmm. and now, now that I know that, I don't feel that same way about getting stuff anymore. I've, you know, I feel like I've come to terms with it, and now I know I can make better decisions that stop me from ever going back to that point. Facts. But you see how crazy that instead of me thinking, let me just, you know, give me get, which I was giving my mom money, but let me like, you know, right. get out this situation. My initial thought process was, let me mask this stuff with, you know, temporary luxuries as far as clothes and shoes to. You know, put it out there to the world that I'm not right. dealing with these problems at home. Which is that's crazy. That shows you how it's a connection. It's a it's a direct link with finances and your physical mind state and emotions. It's a direct mm-hmm. link. If the, if your physical mind state and emotions towards it is right, it's only natural that your money gonna grow. And like I always be telling you, it's so dope and and. and so like important to me and for anybody out there that's listening it's so important that as your money growing your your mental and your your physical your your growth your personal growth is elevating at the same time your money is growing because if one is off kilter you want that good balance. You don't want one outgrowing the other because then you, you're pretty much not ready for it. Because if the money outgrow you, you're going to fuck up the you're bag. You're going to fuck somewhere. up the bag. And if you are growing the money, I mean, that just don't even make sense. Yeah. That, so the money should be the, growing with the, you. The, the money should be, as you growing as a person, mentally, emotionally, 
you want your money to be growing too at the same time. They both growing together. And I feel like that's so what what's so dope about me and you right now, as we keep growing not only as a as a couple, but as as individuals, mentally and and, and uh emotionally, our finances is growing too. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a dope, a super dope thing that I want to say. And there's something else I want to say is we have a thing it's partic- especially in the black community where it's like it's like a weird thing where it's like being wealthy, being rich is like a bad thing. It's like a bad spooky thing. Like when I mean and what I mean when I say that is like growing up I remember I remember seeing like rich people and people would always make it seem like they were immoral or they were like uh like morally evil or like they were like devil worshippers. You know we already got the thing in the black community, anybody yeah. that's successful, they're Illuminati. And if you really think if you really do a deep dive on that, think about think about the mind trick that is. So you got young black people that's coming up, they see success and they and they and and, and they think like they hear, oh, that's evil. They worship the devil. They so and so. So what's the thing? So what's the thing? So what's the thing? A kid gonna be thinking? Oh, I don't want no money. Then if it's evil, it's devil. Because you can't, you can't want to, you can't want something that you hate. That's called cognitive dishonest. You can't want something that you hate. Yeah, it's not like subconsciously it's you're sub- gonna be trying to get rid of the money. Exactly. Subconsciously, you're gonna be your actions is gonna be fucking up your bag. And that's something that I know that in our community that we have, like, it's like somebody getting money is like, dang, what evil thing they do? They yeah. must be. It's something wrong. It's something wrong when it's really should be celebrated because there's only two reactions that you get if you're around somebody with money. You either celebrate them, you're happy for them, you're trying to find out like, dang, what you do differently or you envious, you jealous. And that's the. That's and the wrong side to be on. I think, honestly, that's, like, the main side because it's just, like, the more we see, you know, people elevating and making it, it seems like the people who haven't um, elevated yeah. up off that level, they seem to do everything in their power to bring these people, people back down. down. Yeah. Yep. You got to put it in your mind, program into your mind that money isn't a bad thing. Actually, money is a great thing. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing. It's one of the best things, especially if you're using it correctly. That's what you got to program yourself. Because at the end of the day, money is power and money is giving you options. It's giving you choices. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't got no choices, you ain't got no, you ain't got, excuse me, you ain't got no choices, you ain't got no options, you ain't got no power. I mean, what, the, what, what, like, what can you do mm-hmm. at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? Everybody want, it's not about, it's not about, Buying a bunch of things, buying a new whip, buying a, every piece of clothes you you every every piece of clothes in the store. That's not what it's about. It's about buying back your time and having unlimited options. Yep. And you got a family spending that as much time with your family as you want to, living your life mm-hmm. on your terms. That's what it's about. You gotta look at money as freedom, options, and 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 pretty much that, and power. Freedom, options, and power. Like the old saying go. Money is power. So you got to look at every single dollar you got. If you got $10, you got to look at, okay, I got 10 options. I need to work my way up to 10,000 options. I need to work my way up to 100,000 options. You got to look at it as when you give your money away for something that's useless, you're giving away your power. Because that's that's, that's basically what it is. Your money is your, that's your power. That money you got 
It could do so many things, work you through so many situations, get you to so many different levels if you use it right. So when you're just giving it away frivolously, you're giving away your power. Because if you ain't got no money, you ain't got no power. And you see, like, in America, it's just, we have 1%. It's only a few people in America who are truly, truly wealthy. So you need to understand that everything that you encounter in your daily life is meant to make you spend your money so you don't actually obtain that that level of wealth so the hardest part is like you know facing all those things and trying to keep your money but it comes from like the stores the signs all the things they throw at you to prey on your emotions all of that is designed to stop you from elevating yep that's everywhere you turn it's somewhere Everywhere you turn, there's somebody trying to get your power from you. They're mm-hmm. trying to take take that money from you. And they, you, these companies spend billions of trillions of marketing dollars just to get your money. Mm-hmm. Just to get it from you. To make you feel like, dang, I want that. Because the power of branding is real. If you, if something is branded properly, you get anything. Think of something as simple as Starbucks. I was just they got they, You are a mind reader. I don't want to you, right, right. I was literally thinking Starbucks. <laughs> think, think of something as simple as Starbucks. They coffee. Okay, I it's cool. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? But it's coffee. To keep it real, it's coffee that tastes just like that. And it's it's $1. You can make and they that charge a 5 And people feel like they need it. They It's, it's, people, it's people that feel like, oh, I got to have Starbucks. This ain't no coffee compared to that. It's just branding. It's Mark. They spend all this money to get your dollar from you, and you get, and that and that's part of the game that I said when I was referring to it, money as a game. That's what I was talking about. That's part of the game. And when you understand the game, and you understand that everywhere you turn, it's somebody trying to get your money, but you smart enough to to hold on to it tight. That's what I'm saying. And I don't mean just be completely like. Oh, I ain't spending nothing. You just some kind of you just some cheap asshole where you don't let nothing go. You ain't gotta do that. I'm just saying when you conscious of where your money is how much coming in, where is it going, and you got a specific plan and goals to reach. That's what everybody should have at the end of the day. When you making money like that, now we're telling you to be conscious of it and save it and make smart decisions, but you do have to allow yourself to enjoy the benefits of that mo- money at some point. Because if you go, you know, too hardcore with it, you you never gonna, you know, you're not gonna feel the benefits of all that hard work. You just you gonna um what's the word I'm looking for? You gonna get what's the word? I can't think of. Pretty much you gonna lose track of what the whole purpose of all this was for. So don't forget, like, with all this money, make sure you take the time to, you know, do something here and there and enjoy the benefits of all that hard work. Yup. Another thing I want to say, it's a lot of tricks that goes into making people content with what they got. Because my mindset is, and some, some of you probably never heard this before, I don't believe in the middle class. I believe you either poor or you rich, and that's that's really it. You got okay, says you got poor, you got rich, and you got wealthy. I don't believe there's no gray area where it's like, cause what what does middle class mean? I don't even know what that means. It is a look like they they they, they say this this it means it, they say it means like you know having a couple extra dollars and uh to here and there maybe going on a vacation. But my mindset on that is 
you one accident, one emergency away from being poor. If somebody in your family gets sick, you know what I'm saying, get sick with cancer, blah, or whatever, you back. If you ain't got the insurance, you back to square one. And middle class is kind of the name they give the people who go to um, college, college get a nice, get a degree, little, comfortable job. They yeah. want you to feel good about it. So you're the middle class, yes. and that persuades you to go out and get you a car that you really can't afford, yeah. go buy that house, you know, in a suburban neighborhood, and put you in this mindset. But in reality, those people are in like hella debt. Hella debt, and this and. This is what I, this is also what I learned that this is the difference in mindset. Poor people, they look out, they look at the rich and the people that's better than them. They look at them as evil and assholes and whatever. The middle class, they just compare themselves to other people and look down at the poor and say, "Oh, at least I'm not doing that bad. At least I'm blah blah blah." And the wealthy, they don't compare themselves to nobody because they focus on them yeah. and building what they got. So that's the three them the three different mindsets of the so-called three classes. But the the, the middle class is only goddamn one step away from being back to ground zero. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the middle class, they fall for a lot of the tricks. The like we said, the, the big tricks, they see, fall... They, sorry to cut you off, but um, the poor, they really get sucked into the, the shoes, the clothes, the, the accessory. But it's the middle class who's really getting put into the expensive cars and the house, like the big but stuff. The, yeah, the poor people do too. But yeah, yeah, you're right. The middle class, they fall for the, the cars, the houses, the student loans, going to school Definitely for four years, then they in the $120,000 in debt. They, they fall for all those tricks. You know, buying a house when you ain't got no... Like, let's keep it real. Another thing. Buying a house. Just buying a house to live in. If you ain't got the money to just pay for it for real, that is not an asset. We've been... People, we've been tricked for like 50 years. It's a, it's, a, it's an American folklore where it's go to college. It's, it's, it's go to college, you know. Get you, get, get you a degree. Find you a job. Find a wife. Get married. Have kids. Buy a house. White picket fence. That is a marking. That's, that's the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst. One of some of the worst info they ever gave us. Because first of all, on average, like the past, the past hundred years, I believe I could be wrong, but I think it's the past hundred years, the house, or fifty years, something like that, is went up like one percent a year. So you're never going to hear somebody say, "I got rich, I got wealthy from buying a house." You can hear somebody say, "I got rich, I got wealthy from buying." Several houses, investment properties, about buying houses from flipping them, selling them, doing all this. But you're not going to hear nobody say, I got rich from buying a house and living in that house. Exactly. Buying a house. Unless they bought it and sold it, but if you keeping it. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Buying a house is not an a, a, a asset if you pay them monthly for it. You, the, the key is in building wealth is 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 crunching your, crunching your expenses and minimizing them so small but now you got all your money that you're getting to play with. And you and and really, if you buying a house and you ain't got no assets, how the hell are you gonna crunch your expenses for real? Exactly. And one thing with just a little small tip, but buying a house, a lot of people don't account take into account the interest rate. So even though you bought this house for X amount of dollars, like that interest is damn near gonna double what you just bought that house for. So, especially in the, in the crash. Yeah, especially in the long run. So, you know, you got to think of it like buying a house, if you just going to live in it, it's a liability. 
just gonna, yeah, unless you got just buku money. But the average person, they really shouldn't be buying a house. They should be renting and stacking up on assets so they ain't got that debt. And then when that cash flow coming in, it's coming in continuously, continuously over time, that's when you get a house. Yep. But if you want one, you can still keep renting, keep doing what you're doing. But if you just ain't got no asset, got no assets for real that's creating nice cash flows for you and you buy a house, you hustling backwards. And you don't know. Most people don't know because they fail for that trick. That's the first thing they do. Oh, I, my parents told me to buy a house. Your parents don't know what the fuck to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, uh, for people that's listening, 90% of, of our parents, they don't know what the fuck to do. Because yeah. they, they didn't pass us the game for us to build on, build, build, build wealth. They didn't really pass us nothing. They was like, all right, go to school. All right, fi- pretty much figure it out. Yeah. So don't be, don't take that information they give you and just, and I'm not saying like disrespect your parents, but just don't take that information they give you and be like, oh, that's what it is. No, because they ain't do the fucking right thing either. And excuse my language for though, for, for uh, if it's like kids in the room or whatever, but I'm just keeping it real. They ain't do the right thing either. So you just can't be listening to somebody just because it's like, oh, he an elder, blah, blah, blah. No, they ain't. What dang, what structures, what infrastructures have they built? What have they done? You know what I'm saying? We don't take advice from nobody who ain't already doing, doing it or has done what you want to do. So if they haven't, if your goal is to obtain a million dollars, for example, you should not be taking advice from nobody who hasn't obtained that goal. Or at least on their way to. Yeah. Like all, on their way there, almost there or something like that's that. Build, that's build. That's build. That's, that's, that's building. And they're getting the... But other than that, like, to be honest, your, your parents and your elders should be the last people you go to for money. Unless, they, unless they millionaires. Yeah. Unless they, they got businesses, they own things. Other than that, you shouldn't be going to them for advice for real. Mm-hmm. And what we want to get into tonight, we want to get into ways for those that's listening. Because there's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people hitting me up asking about like, all right, how do I do this? How do I get into real estate? How do I buy st- how do I buy stocks? How do I this and that? So we're gonna go over some things tonight for those that listen. That's why I said this is gonna be a real valuable episode today. And uh for 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 the first thing I want to go over was pretty much like real estate. There's so many people out there. Like I just made a video on Instagram for those who haven't seen it. You can go on my Instagram, Xavier C. Miller. Shameless plug, and uh, <laughs> I said that was a shameless plug. I plugged oh, in my Instagram. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But you go into my Instagram, and uh, you can see the video I just made. But for those who haven't seen it, I'm still go over it. So if you don't have the money, it's ways that you can still do deals. It's ways that you can still obtain properties, and that's something I want to discuss right now. So me and Deanna, we just uh bought a property. And we didn't. Need, we spent less than four thousand dollars to own this property, and it, this is something that anybody could do. Really, this is, I mean, if you ain't got four thousand dollars, get it. Okay, <laughs> but most of y'all could get y'all. Most of y'all listening, y'all got some kind of income, jobs or whatever. You can find a way to get a couple thousand dollars if you ain't got it. Put so your put your money together. So, so what I want, what Deanna, she's about to do. She's about to explain how we bought this property. For less than four thousand dollars. All right. So, pretty much what I did is I picked out a neighborhood or, or put a city that I wanted us to buy our rental property in. And once I did that, I reached out to a local realtor, who then helped me 
um, actually pick out a house. So make sure you do find a good realtor that's and explain to them that you're into real estate investing and they have some and if they have some experience or knowledge on that they'll make it definitely a much easier process um picking out a house because they can share with you their expertise but so she helped us pick out a property we um made an offer on it we got it under contract for about sixteen thousand dollars um so after we got the house under contract we had to do some inspections our inspections came out to about $300 the purpose of the inspection is really just to um, figure out what major issues or minor issues might be going on with the house and once you pinpoint those issues they provide you an inspection report so you can pretty much know what you're getting yourself into with the house and decide if you still want to go forward with the deal so after the inspection um, since we did a we did a, what is it, a quick turnaround deal or something like that. It went by pretty fast. It took us about, what, three to four weeks to close on this property. So um, after that, it came down to closing. So we had to pay our realtor fees, which is about $600 because the property was so cheap. Um, $600 in realtor fees. And then what else? Closing fees, about $1,000. So all together, we came out to, what was it, $17,895. So... Me and Zay, we went to, we used Linden Club and we got us a personal loan and we used that personal loan to help pay for the property. So we got our personal loan for $14,000. So once we put that $14,000 to our purchase, our total like in price came out to about 3000 like $3,700, that we ended up paying out of pocket. So less than $4,000 we got our investment property. Mm -hmm. So we do have to pay back that loan, but we have a tenant who is already living in our house who gives us about $700 in rental income. So we take that money to pay back the loan and we're still able to profit something at the end of the day. So simple as that, fairly quick process, and that's how we got our investment property for less than $4,000. And that's, anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and the key is to just get the information, obtain the information, getting the, getting the knowledge and acting on it. And that's part of playing the game, like I keep saying. That's part of playing the That's part of, if you're going to really, if you really want to build wealth, the thing is you got to research different, different, different games within that. Within getting money, you got to research different games. You got to research and be knowledgeable on the stock market. You got to research and be knowledgeable on investing. You got to research and be knowledgeable knowledgeable on how to build a business. Because the three main pillars of wealth is entrepreneurship, uh, investing into the stock market, and investing into real estate. Those are the three main uh, ways that people get rich in America. And pretty much anywhere. Real estate, Starting a business and stock market, and the the most intelligent thing you can do is to operate in all three. You just don't become a real estate investor; you become a stock market investor. Not then, not only just those things, you also start your own business. Mm-hmm. And those are three; those are three things that we all that we both have started and got into, so we could build our wealth even faster. And the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Seven. Seven total, so multiple streams of income. So don't get complacent. Well, you know, you're one or two or three. 
always be looking for new ways to bring in different streams of income. You never, um, you know, things happen, things you can't plan for, and maybe one stream of income might cut off some somehow, some way, somehow. So no. always have multiple streams of income. Always, always. And another, and another uh, way, but another thing that you that you guys can get into is I talk about it a lot. For those that follow me on Instagram, they already know I talk about this a lot. Is investing into the stock market. Investing into the stock market is one of the major ways that you could build wealth, and you could. It is not. It's not going to be built overnight, but it's something that's attainable if you stay consistent. I always tell people these three things when they ask me about investing into the stock market. I say this is this this is the most important three things to me when uh, addressing the stock market. It is staying consistent. No, number one is doing your research. Researching, researching the companies, researching, researching to get understanding, doing your research, and then the second one is uh, being patient. After you start investing, you have to be patient. This is not going to. You can't expect to invest a thousand dollars and expecting you to get ten thousand back within a couple months. Exactly, and that's like one of the things I hate because people reach out. And they think of it as a get-rich-quick scheme. But the stock market is a long-term thing. It's not going to happen overnight. That's that's not what we are into. That's not what we do. We don't do it for, let's make a quick, you know, couple bucks here and hop out. Like, we plan on doing this long-term so our money can grow continuously. Right, right, right. And the, what I say, you tell them to me I'm off. Sorry. <laughs> what was it? So you know, I said, I said, I said, re- I said research. I said the main three things is research, stand patient, and the last one is consistency. Now, you're not going to reap sizable rewards in the stock market if you invest one time, and then you're like, all right, cool. You got to invest. And you got to continue to do it. It don't have to be a lot. It just has to be a certain amount that you can afford. Now, it's it's studies showing. How the average person with a job making like forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, if he take a certain amount and invest into the stock market every year, by the time he retires, he's a multimillionaire. So it's 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 simple. It's proven to work. You just have to actually do it, stay consistent with it, and be patient, and you gonna win. There's no, to be honest, there's no real way unless you betting on America to to fall completely and. The America as we know it to just be completely wiped out. Unless you bet on that, there's no way that you can lose in the stock market if you plan it long term. If you plan it for a short term gain, for like you gonna you gonna just be in and out, in and out trying to time it, playing double dust with it. Like oh, this one I'm gonna get in, this one I'm. If you plan it like that, you're not gonna win the way I'm talking about. But if you just get in, you keep getting in, and you stay in for a period of time, it's like impossible to lose. Unless you just, especially if you diversifying it, you know what I'm saying? Through mutual funds, S&P 500, if you diversifying it, it's impossible to lose, like literally. Yep. And one of my favorite platforms we talk about all the time is Stash. And for me personally, it was like just something I just I just did just because. But my Stash account. What do you mean? What? What do you mean something you did just because? I have, you know, we got our other investment accounts, but I made my own personal stash pretty much like just because I was just uh-huh. wanted to have my own personal oh, stash yeah. account. But I started it back in March and 
I think it takes about somewhere between like 10 to $15 just randomly each week. And I honestly wasn't paying it that much attention. And then I looked at it today and it's like well over $1,000 in it. So that's like nine months. Yeah, and everybody should be able to afford $10 a week. That's easy. Because everybody can afford that. You just got to make the decision and actually do it. And like she just said, Stash is one of the, I always tell people to use Stash because it's an easy platform to use. It's super simple, especially for beginners. It's super simple. They break the investments down into categories. So if you don't want to, if you don't know, like, oh, man, I don't know what to invest in. I don't know that much. It break it down to different categories. So when you invest into one thing, you pretty much invest investing into multiple things. So Stash is a great platform. Everybody that's listening, if you haven't made your Stash account yet, make one. It's definitely worth it. And just, you can start, do $5 a week. And trust me, over time, it's going to go up. Another platform that we that uh, we use is Acorns. I use Acorns. I don't even I don't I don't even look at it at all. And my account has like over a thousand dollars in there, and it's, it only takes like it takes a smaller. I'm not. I don't even pay attention. That's one of the small platforms I use just because I just wanted to see how it goes, and this just it's been going well for me. So Stash and Acorns. If you don't have those apps, get those apps. And another another platform that we use, our main platform that we use for investing. It's TD Ameritrade. Now, I would advise people to use TD Ameritrade that are familiar with the market, that, you know, understand what's going on. I wouldn't, like, really tell beginners to get into TD Ameritrade because there's so much information and it's so much, like, it's so much going on on, it, on, 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 the, on the site. So if you're not familiar, you're going to be, like, confused as hell. So, but I say once you get familiar with Stash, you get you get familiar with uh, acorns. You understand the basic concepts, how it works. Then I would jump onto the TD Ameritrade, and then that's when I would I would start doing it. And for and for those that's listening, because people also hit me up and they say like, what's like, what's the point? Like I don't get I don't get how this works. So the whole the whole the whole way stocks works is a company a company they issue stock they issue a stock to raise money. So they they they. The company is trying to raise money, so they, they they're trying to raise capital so they could grow the grow the business at scale. So they do an IPO. IPO stands for initial public offering. That's what they do. They that's what they issuing stock and then they're raising the money, people buying stock or whatever. So when the company get the funds, they raise the capital, they keep raising capital, they keep raising it. That's when they grow that scale. Then as the company grows over time, that's when the people that bought those shares when they first started, they can either sell. Or they could keep it for long term. They could sell for a property, keep it for long term. So that's just a basic. That was just a real basic uh, explanation of how stocks work. You like you want to say something? I forgot you said a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was back to your prior point. How we did five to ten, you know, dollars a week. And think about like five to ten dollars. Like we said, that's what you spend on a cup of coffee or something. Right. So Anybody just that. letting that just a small five, ten, fifteen dollars come out a week, that's slowly just gonna build up over time without you realizing it. And the um good thing about stash is if you have children, I highly advise you go make them a stash account as well. Mm-hmm. I don't got kids, but I made one for my little brother. And whenever he gets aged, I already got like a nice little chunk of money to give him. So think about your kids too. When they when they get eighteen or high old. Um, you want them to be before they you give them something. Stash is one of the easiest ways to do it. Just right. a couple of dollars every week and just let it build over time with the stock market. Thanks. And for those that's listening, once again, 
it's so important that you do these things and you invest your money because at the end of the day, no, no, no matter how many hours you work, you work 40 hours a week, 50 hours a work week, nobody, you are not going to earn your way into a fortune. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to happen. It's like impossible, pretty much. This, this is probably a very, 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 very small percentage of people that do. You're not going to earn your way into a fortune. You're going to build your fortune by when you're getting that earned money, you're doing things with it. You you invest in it. You putting that money to work, and you putting it to work twenty four seven, and then that's when that fortune comes in. So that's why this conversation and investing is so important because, like I said, you're never going to get rich by by uh, earning income. You're only going to get rich and wealthy by putting that income to work and putting it to work effectively. And it's not really. It's more. It's not really um, all about how much you make is what you do with what you're making. That's that's really what's going to be the determining factor for whether you reach, you know, wealth. Yep. And and don't be scared like with the stock, for those that get into the stock market, don't be scared when the market has dips or corrections. That's when the uh, market goes down for a while. For those that don't know, don't be scared when that happens because that's just part of the market. For over the past 100 years, it's since 19, so since 19 since 1900, it's been an average of one correction per year. That's that's like for the, when the corrections happen, most people they get scared and fearful. Like Warren Buffett say, he say when when uh when others are greedy, be fearful. But when everybody's fearful, be greedy. Mm-hmm. Meaning, meaning when everybody's hype and everybody's buying and rushing. That's when it's really the time to sell. But when everybody's like, dang, I ain't buying the market crazy. That's when you should be buying because that's when the fortunes is made. That's when the fortunes are made. So this, that's, buy low, that's jump, sell high. buy low, sell high. That's the name of the game. And that's like pretty much said way into something I want to talk about. For for those who don't know, who don't pay attention to what's going on, going on in the world, a crash or AKA a recession is coming. It's coming. There's nothing you can. Like, There's nothing we can really do. We can't run from it. The smartest thing you could do is get prepared. And the, and by getting prepared, that's stacking your money, not spending it crazy, putting it to the side, putting it into things. That's the main way you could get get prepared. So I want everybody that's listening to take heed to what I'm saying right now because our generation, the last time, the last time it was a recession was uh uh. What was it, 2008? Yeah. 2000? It's, it's like 28, 29. 20, yeah, 28, 20, 20. And they say a, cra- a crash happens on average every five years, but the last crash hasn't happened in like eight or eight or nine. So that means we well overdue for a crash. So that means most likely, most likely when this crash, this next one come, that means it's really going to come and it's going to come hard. So the smartest thing to do right now is be prepared and be prepared. That's why when we always talk and... We, we stacking up our capital and we putting it into things, but we still holding off a lot too because we know we anticipating a recession and we understand that the opportunity and wealth is is built during a recession because that the country is pretty much for sale. Mm-hmm. Everything's cheap. Everything's low. So whoever got the capital is going to win. You can either fall under or, or you, you can make yourself a millionaire. You make yourself a millionaire. But if you, if you BSing with your money now, Buying, buying stuff every time you feel like it. Buying every pair of Gucci shoes. Buying every pair of Miri's. 
buy every pair of ball mains, buy every pair of Balenciagas. How you gonna? How you gonna? How you gonna play the game when it's a recession? Cause all your, you ain't got no capital. You can't even play the game. Not only you can't play the game, you super hurt now. Now most of us, we don't know how it feels to 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 really be in a recession because the last time it was a recession, we was kids. Mm-hmm. We wasn't the we wasn't the breadwinners of our families. But when the next time this come as adults, if you ain't ready, you are gonna be hurting. We ain't never experienced this. So there's so many people right now that's on Instagram on social media, balling out of control. You see, you see, you see certain people on there going hard, but they don't understand. And what most people don't know, that's why we playing the long term game is. And this, when this recession hit, watch, watch Instagram. It's gonna be so many people. You're like, dang, they can't keep up no more because the 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 abundance of uh money just flowing everywhere, the abundance of jobs, the abundance of all that kind of stuff is gonna be so low that the people that was balling out of control that's booking private jets just because it's going to be slim. And let me say this. There's no reason why you should have a $1,000 pair of jeans or shoes or bag on if you ain't got $1,000 in your bank account or in the <laughs> stock market. Just throw that out there for, you know, some of those people who don't, you know, think like that. But there's no reason why whatever you willing to spend, you should be willing to put that same amount of money back into the stock market or in your savings account. Period. And that's easy. And even mm-hmm. man, we were off. Like, <laughs> right. And, 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 that's good. We good. We good. And, and even if even if you have an iPhone, if you have a uh uh if you were uh I can't even think of what I'm saying. If you like a, <laughs> if you watch Netflix all the time, whatever you into, I don't care what it is, if that company has pub is is pub is public, is offering public shares. You should be an owner of that, cause that's what you a part of. It. We gotta. That's the thing. We gotta. We gotta shift our mindsets from this consumer mindset into becoming producers and owners, having that mindset, saying everything, everything that really that's going on. We want part of that. We want own it. We want part ownership of that. Everything. Like we got these Apple phones, watches, computers, watches, computers. We own hella shares of Apple. We, exactly, we own. That's a that's a that's a that's a uh, little flex. I see. I see. You know? Yeah, we <laughs> we all like like I, I made the tweet. I said last year I invested over ten thousand dollars into the stock market, and my point of saying that was just to show people. And I said I'm not I'm not expecting the return I want until at least at least 2023. Just to explain to people. This ain't no short-term game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Five, and, and I said at least 2020 to 2023 because realistically, it might be 2028. But when I, under, I understand the game I'm playing, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I can wait to 2028 because I know I know, I know know the benefit of it. And I know how the market works. And I know how the market always bounces back. And it always... It, it, it always continues to elevate. It has its dips, it has its downs, but it always continues to elevate. And if you ride, if you are riding and you intelligent and you ride through that way, you will always be good in the end. And for you new investors, please, please, please stay strong. When you get that that little moment of panic selling, stay strong through it because we've experienced it both ourselves and we held out and it worked in our favor, but don't, you know, don't get too caught up in the ups and downs. It's just a part of the game. Exactly. It's a part, it's a part of the game. And 
We've been going on for a while. I didn't even expect to go on this long. You had a lot to get off your chest. I had a lot to. I, I, no, I really did have a lot to get on my chest because when I was talking to that dude earlier, I'm like, yo, dude. I'm like, bro, all you got to do is make the right choices. Being poor or being broke is a choice. First, it's a choice. And being and becoming rich and becoming wealthy and being rich and being wealthy is a choice. It's a choice with the and you made constant decisions. At the end of the day, you either doing stuff that's uh that's building your wealth, building your network, or you doing stuff destroy. destroy it. It's no it's no middle ground. It's no mm-hmm. it's no like oh it's no it's no gray area with that. You either building it or you destroying it. Mm-hmm. That's how you gotta look at it. Huh? <laughs> and that's how you gotta look at it, period. Ain't no you gotta think every time you spending some money, you gotta be thinking in the back of your head, is this gonna build my network or is this gonna hurt it? Exactly. And if it's gonna hurt it, you gotta be like, All right, second thought, I don't even need this. You gotta put that first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to really like think about everything. Sorry guys, we had a uh small malfunction that's going on, but we about to get ready and wrap this up. We went longer than expected. I only, I only intended to go like 20, 25 minutes, but then getting caught up and everything. I swear, no, I swear, I did. I swear, <laughs> no, I swear. I swear. No, real talk. I you swear. came here with this on your, <laughs> it was laying on your spirit. You this was heavy. On, this was heavy. On, this didn't sit right on my spirit. Kanye <laughs> <laughs> voice. But uh, we about to uh, get ready and wrap things up. But I just want to, I just want to go over that because I really want people to understand that. You are you are in control of your life. Nobody else is in control of your life but you. And when you understand that, and when you take that, and you really like believe that you are in control, nobody else. That's when you your whole life pretty much changes because you you have a different mindset and you acting on things differently because you know, you know nobody else is going to get things done for you if you don't do it. Yep. So I just want to stress those things out and tell you guys that you know. Uh, 2019 is all about building and is we we don't got time to play games anymore spend you know it's about spending on bs or just just not taking our finances seriously this is time right now that we need to really buckle in and we really want to build wealth as we're going we're still young but the most important thing you want to start now while you're young because you're starting the best thing in your 20s when that compound interest kicks in your 30s 40s and 50s you really up and you chilling, you got a big bag, and you and that you you sold the seed when you was twenty, and now you good. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's pretty much all I want to say is, guys, just, just start now, start investing now. Do your research on real estate now if that's what you want to do. Start investing into stocks, get the apps, Stash, Acorns, uh, Robinhood, or TD Ameritrade, E-Trade. Get those apps now and pour it. Being poor is a choice. Being broke is a choice, and being rich. And being wealthy is a choice as well. So that's pretty much all I want to say, guys. Yana, you could uh, let them know about the Marina Mindsets. All right. So as usual, don't forget, make sure you subscribe to our daily text subscription to see your daily motivational text messages. You can do so by texting at that time, M-Mindsets to 81010. And don't forget the at sign. Yeah, don't that's forget the at sign. Don't, don't forget, forget the at sign. Yep. And uh, follow and follow us. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at Xavier C. Miller. My Snapchat is the uh, same thing, Xavier C. Miller. I mean, my Snapchat is Xavier Miller 312. Sorry about that. My Twitter is Xavier C. Miller. And my Facebook is Xavier Miller. So. And my um, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, Deanna Kent. 
And my Twitter is Deanna Eskin. Yep, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys for listening. And don't and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe it, rate it, whatever. So you so you guys will know automatically when we drop a new podcast. It gives you the update. So please subscribe and please rate. And uh, that's it. that's pretty much it, guys. Thank 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 all of you for listening. I appreciate it. I know it was long winded, but I feel like uh, each and every is something valuable at the end of this. So. Once again, appreciate you guys for listening. See you next episode. Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.